Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski. With me is Mario Tirabasi and Greg Boyson. We are presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Tuesday. We are running out of games to talk about, but there is always Blackhawks content to get to. Fellas, thanks for jumping on here. I hope your days are going well. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Looks like the sun is out for a moment, so I might have to go out and enjoy some of that when we wrap up here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll have to be quick so you don't miss it. <laughs> exactly. So let's, let's get on with our show here, boys. Sorry, sorry. I keep, yeah, I, I keep staring at my backyard like, I should cut the grass soon, and then I see there's still standing water everywhere from the rain from last week. So it's just, it'll never dry up. It's going to be yeah. me cutting mud for the first time, but I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Uh, so, you know, another uh, another tough one last night. I know we spent uh, a good portion of the evening discussing that. Um, but there was something I wanted to share with the class here. Uh, I heard the postgame comments this morning. Uh, we've talked a lot this season about the Blackhawks need to simplify their game. Shoot the puck, get guys in front. Derek King has talked about it ad nauseum. We've talked about it ad nauseum. Add another to the list. Tyler Johnson uh, after yesterday's game, really summarized it well. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. There's a little bit of a, I don't know if there's like a, a semi truck running behind him or if there's some sort of generator powering the microphones or something, but there is some sort of background noise. But I think Tyler Johnson says what we've all been trying to say, uh, this courtesy of ChicagoBlackhawks.com. I thought, you know, we played all right at times. I think, um, you know, I, I think all year we've kind of been doing that. We make uh, the game a little bit too difficult in my opinion sometimes and um, good teams make you pay for that so I don't necessarily think it's effort or anything like that but uh, we change the way we play a little bit and um, you know good teams don't do that. I don't really know if we necessarily made adjustments I think we won some battles I think we made quicker decisions with the puck um, you know we weren't always going for that uh, beauty backdoor play across crease or um, you know make those plays in neutral zones we were getting pucks deep getting on their defensemen and forechecking and uh, you know I, I think our team's speedy enough re relentless in the way that we play that when we do that we create stuff and um, sometimes we think we're a little bit more skilled than we are and um, you know I thought when we put the hard hat on though we started to play the right way and uh, you know we I think it showed for it um, but credit to them they're a great team as well. Uh, that's tough for me to say. I mean, I was, I was gone for a lot of this year, so um, I only know from what I've been around. I, I think, you know, I, I think we need to try to do a better job hammering at home. That we got to keep things simple a little bit. Uh, that's kind of the way the NHL is going, and we need to adjust and we need to create more that way. And um, you know, I think uh, at times we do a really good job of that, but at other times we just get too uh, focused on that great offensive play that. Um, you know, sometimes we got to look after our own net first and be predictable in the way we play. You know what's crazy about that for me is everybody gets it. Everybody can tell you what the team is doing wrong. Why can't they actually make the adjustment? Because Tyler Johnson's right there. When they do simplify the game, when they win board battles, when they get the puck deep, all those things, they do actually compete. And last night's game against the Flames was a really good example of adjustment after the first 20 minutes 
and they started playing a little bit more of an even game. Yeah, Calgary is way better than they are, of course. But when you compete hard and you play hard and you do the things you need to do to kind of close the talent gap, they've actually had a little bit of success. I don't understand why this remains a problem for the Hawks. I think it's I think uh, the problem is there are so many players that want to fight for a job and whether it's in Chicago or elsewhere and they want to use their opportunities to put something on tape that's going to catch the eye of either the Blackhawks or the team and it's counterproductive because the simplifying of the game is going to bring the success that people care to see and not the cross-creased backdoor tap-ins that they're trying to trying to put together or the you know the beautiful everyone touches the puck cycle it shoot score kind of thing this this Blackhawks team to do the little things right need to do this do the simple things shoot with a screen shoot for a rebound make a make the simple pass that can set up another simple pass that can set up a scoring lane and not try and and overcomplicate things because the teams of the past could do it because they had world caliber players these are not world caliber players these are guys that need to play makes make small plays that make small impacts that collectively can then make a big impact yeah, I agree with that. I think I'm going to steal a term from the uh, pro wrestling business, if I may. And you got a lot of guys, I think, that are trying to go into business for themselves. They're not sticking to the script. They're not sticking to the plan. They want to do it their way to make themselves stick out, as you said, Mario. And it's not getting the job done. And 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 I, I would think that the scouts and the and the GMs watching can figure that out and say, well, you know, this guy is trying to do too much for his own good, and it's it's hurting the team, and that actually makes you look worse in the eyes of guys that are in decisions of giving you contracts or not. Um, it was very refreshing hearing that from someone besides Derek King, and maybe that's what that room <laughs> needs. Like, you know, you, you, you get... Derek King, your coach, that's his job. He's supposed to tell you these things. At this point of the season, you know, it, you probably tune him out a little bit because he's going to tell you the same thing over and over again. But now to have a guy that has come from a, a successful team, he's he's got his name on the last two Stanley Cups. And this is a guy that, for all intents and purposes, probably shouldn't even be playing right now, but he worked his ass off to come back from neck surgery to come back for a team that wasn't going to the playoffs. Then he gets a concussion from his own player, for his own teammate, gives him a concussion by hitting him in the head with a pass. And he still comes back because he's got pride. He's got whatever that drive is to keep competing. This is a guy that could have very easily, after the next surgery, said, you know what, I'm done for the season. Put me on long-term IR. We'll see you in the fall. And nobody would have had a problem with that. But he has worked his ass off to come back to play because he has pride and more of those guys in that locker room need to see that you know it's it's easy to see guys that just show up every day like Patrick Kane that's what he does he shows up he competes but here's a guy that doesn't need to be there right now could have very easily used his injury as an excuse to take the rest of the season off and work for next year and nobody would have the problem 
But here he is, and he's telling you, you're not good enough right now, and you got to realize, stop trying to be, stop trying to make the ESPN highlight reel and just make the right play. I think that's a really, really great point by you too, and it's something I hadn't really considered is, well, look, if I'm trying to win a job, I need to put the puck in the net. No, not necessarily. What you need to do is is your job. And when you show a willingness to do your job, that's how you're going to land one, right? Like everybody has a different role. They're not looking at Reese Johnson to go out and be Patrick Kane. Reese Johnson recognized that, played his game, and was rewarded with a contract, right? And Tyler Johnson's a guy who, you know, he's had some offensive success in his career, but in no means is by no means is he a you know, offensive superstar, career high, 72 points in 77 games in 2014, 15. But as you look at him, 14 goals, 19 goals, 21 goals, 29 goals, nice player, but not a great player. That's a guy who does have to work hard to create his chances and to create his results. And I do think that they're, and look, who knows? Like, I'm sure these players don't see these post-game press conferences. It's not like Lucas Reichel's on the, 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 ride back to Rockford watching post-game video. Of course not, right? Like, that's just not... Hopefully, Tyler Johnson is relaying these messages in the locker room. And look, it's tough for him. He's, like you mentioned, he's been hurt. He's been out. He's played only 20 games for the Hawks this season. So for him to kind of grab a leadership role is a little bit tough at this point. But just putting it out there in the atmosphere of saying, look, man, I know what it, what it takes to win. I just won two cups in a row. And I'm not Patrick Kane. And I'm not Jonathan Taves. I need to work hard and do the right things to have success. And hopefully the young guys on this team get that message because maybe there is a little bit of that pressure. Like, man, if I'm going to win a job, I got to score. No, just go out there, do what you're asked to do, do it well. And Kyle Davidson has shown the willingness to reward that sort of thing. And I think that's your best bet right now. The, the, the scoreboard doesn't really matter. It's what do the games look like? How are the efforts uh, individually team wise, etc.? I think that's way more important in the eyes of Kyle Davidson and Derek King right now than the final goal tally on the board or the goals and assist tallies on the box score. Yeah, and, and I mean, talking to a lot of guys over the years in the AHL when I covered the, that league, a lot of these guys, especially with the young players, and we may be seeing this now with some of these guys on the, on, on the Blackhawks, part of their biggest adjustment going from juniors or college to pros is that everybody – if you're on juniors or college, you're a star, you're the guy. And it's tough to go from you're the guy to a role player. Mm-hmm. And you want to prove that, hey, I scored 50 goals in juniors when I was 17. I could do that here. No, most guys can't. And you have to learn that in order to stay in the NHL, you're not looking to score 50 goals. You're looking to kill penalties. You're looking to win faceoffs. You're looking to do that non-glamorous stuff. And I think a lot of that... You mentioned Reese Johnson. He figured out his role. Another guy that figured out his role was Mackenzie Entwistle. You know, these are guys that had good junior numbers, were offensive producers, top six guys. They're not ever going to be that at the NHL level. And the quicker these young guys embrace being a role player, the better off they're going to be. I mean, look at a guy like Dave Bowen. When he was in juniors, he was a 50-60 goal scorer. But then he got to the NHL, and yeah, he still was able to produce offensively, but he learned that, hey, I've got another role here, and he embraced that, and he became a very successful part to two championship teams. Well, Marcus Kruger is another example of a guy who, if he played elsewhere, probably could have had way bigger numbers, but embraced his role and did it well. And it's funny, when you think about 
former players, a lot of the guys that stand out as the smartest are the enforcers. You look at John Scott, you look at Stu Grimson, you look at those guys who were feared killers, right, during their NHL careers. Because, look, everybody in the NHL at some point was the best player on their team. They're in the damn NHL. It's like every student at Harvard was valedictorian before they got to Harvard, right? It's the same kind of philosophy. It's those people that figure out, okay, this is different. I'm a small fish in a big pond. How can I have success for myself? And I think, Greg, your, your reference to Dave Bowen is a perfect one. Because go back and look at his numbers before he came to the NHL. They were monstrous. He was a huge point producer. But he came to the team and said, okay, I'm a number three center. I'm going to be a pain in the ass. I'm going to add some huge goals when it counts because I'm not going to be up against the opponent's top lines. And I'm going to take advantage of that. And now he's a full carol. He is a beloved figure in Chicago uh, and will be forever because of the way he played the game. He didn't need to fill the net. He didn't need to put up the most points. He went out there and executed his role perfectly, and people loved him for it. And he was rewarded financially and, you know, with championships. Yeah, and I think, you know, you, you look at even recently, a player like Ian Mitchell was the man at Denver. Yep. And he came to the NHL and you know, for better or worse, was kind of pumped, you know, pumped the tires that, you know, hey, you're going to be the man here too. And realize like, hey, everyone else here was the man at their at their previous team. And I can't do the, the, the same things that I did at Denver that I, you know, want to be able to do at the NHL level. And it stunted his development. And now that he's taken the step back and developed at the, at the AHL level this season, he's turned into, you know, a pretty good player at the at the AHL level someone that the ice dogs have been really relying on and it seems like his development is getting back on, on the right track so it's you know it's it's a lot of the uh you know the idea of of making sure that these players know what they can and cannot do at certain levels you're not going to be able to get away with the same things in in junior as you are in the AHL as you did in junior and you're not going to be able to get away with the same things in the NHL that you did in the AHL and it's something that Derek King, when he was the head coach of the Ice Hogs, used to say all the time was that, you know, with some of the young players coming in, you had he you had to quote unquote get the junior out of them, and that was mm-hmm. I, I, that was the first time I, I you know in in hearing him say that a couple times. That was first time I was just like ever heard a coach really kind of express it in that way, and it makes a lot of sense because it's not just their you know having them develop the pro game; it's also having them develop like the understanding of what what works and what will not work at uh, at the higher level. So I think with this team um, having some younger players come in, having some players come into different roles that they're not exactly used to playing, like Taylor Radish coming in from uh, the, the the Lightning where he was a fourth liner, he's coming in and now being given you know power play opportunities, an opportunity to play on the third and second and, and top lines you know throughout the lineup. You know it's 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 a lot of you know, learning for some of these players to, uh, to, to have different roles and, and to see what works and what doesn't. So hopefully, you know, in, in the last handful of games that we have here, we start to see some of these players, um, you know, start playing that more simpler game and, and kind of lead into next season with some sort of blueprint of if, if, if Derek King is going to implement the system he wants to uh, and if he's around to do it, 
be able to go into next season with a little bit of a blueprint of what that's going to look like. Well, and Derek King is a guy, you know, first round pick who, who had to learn the hard way himself. They had to come in and play a different game. And we're going to get to Derek King and his future with the Blackhawks here up next. But first, we want to remind you the best way to support CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our web content. Some great stuff came out from Mario today, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, live NBA same-game parlay, just in time for the playoffs for the first time ever. You can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game, and if you want more, you can always boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And remember, Online signup is available now in Illinois, so you can download the app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Fellas, over the last month or so, we spent a lot of time breaking down Derek King's future with the team, and we've all sort of agreed, like, well, you know, he's probably fine to lead stage one of the rebuild He's not going to do any real damage. Give him a chance uh, and see what he can do. But a lot of people have asked us, hey, if Derek King's not the guy, who are some of the people that might be? So each of us is going to present uh, our candidate aside from Derek King and, and, and kind of make our, uh, our case for them. So, Greg, why don't we start with you? We'll go alphabetically uh, by, first, by first name. So go ahead, Greg. Let's see, let's see what you got. All right. Uh, my guy um, is Lane Lambert, who is the associate coach of the New York Islanders. Um, this is actually a guy when the Hawks hosted the Islanders very early in the season before they had even fired Jeremy Carlton. I said, hey, how about you just walk across to the other locker room and grab him and keep him here, uh, you know, and replace Colleton. So he was, he's been on my radar for a while. Listen, he has been at the hip of Barry Trotz since the 2011 season. He was, uh, before that, he was a head coach with Nashville's AHL affiliate, the Milwaukee Admirals, four seasons there, and uh, went to the uh, playoffs all four seasons. So he's got some success as a head coach, too, at the AHL level. He's been with Barry Trotz since the 2011-2012 season in Nashville, followed him to Washington, followed him to the uh, Islanders, where he's been promoted from assistant coach to associate coach. I'm not 100% sure what the difference is there. Maybe <laughs> just it's a bump in pay or, you know, whatever. Um, but this Blackhawks team for the last whatever years, the biggest problem has been defense, not just from the defenseman, but overall team defense. It sucks. It's hard to watch plays like Johnny Gaudreau's goal last night total team breakdown of defense um a lot of that is the talent level the roster level but some of that could be coaching too maybe it's time for mark crawford to no longer lead this team defensively the results haven't been there 
So here's Lane Lambert, who has spent the last 10-plus seasons coaching with one of the greatest defensive head coaches we've ever seen in the league, Barry Trotz. His teams have never been offensive juggernauts. They rely on keeping the other team from scoring on you and then grinding out a couple of goals, and that's usually enough to win. His teams have always been hard to play against. So you want to get this team, this Blackhawks team, playing really good team defense going forward. I think Lane Lambert is a guy that can come in and instill uh, a lot of experience uh, coaching with one of the greatest defensive minds ever in the National Hockey League. All right, uh, Jay comes before M, so I'm going to go next. Um, <laughs> I, I really like that pick, by the way, Greg. That's that's really solid. One thing when we talked to Derek King uh, when he was in studio with us, he mentioned that uh, that Joel Quenville uh, had uh, had a presence about him, and when he walked in the room, people would listen. And that's something that has been in my mind a little bit uh, since we had that interview. And Derek King admittedly said, "I don't have that, <laughs> and, and maybe it will come someday." So. As I was sort of, uh, you know, looking around for, for who I want to go for, it's somebody we saw last night on the bench with Daryl Sutter's uh, Calgary Flames. It's Kirk Muller, who seemed to be in line for the Montreal job when Claude Julien got fired uh, last year, uh, but they dismissed him too. And I think a lot of that is because Muller is not uh, a French speaker, and it's hard to be Montreal's head coach if you don't speak French, so he'll kind of never end up with that role. But Calgary and Daryl Sutter swooped him up right away, and it just seems like a guy who, with his playing resume, with the people he's coached with, can come in and demand immediate respect. Obviously, he's got a huge network of people that would be willing to work with him and would like to work with him um, from former players to former coaches, whatever. Um, so if it's not Derek King, I'd like to see him take a flyer on Kirk Muller. I like that. I like that. It's, it's, it's good to have you know, somebody that, that is established, someone that, you know, can, can come in and, and command a locker room. I'm, I'm, I, have, I would have no issues with that uh, if, if, if that was the, the way that the Blackhawks wanted to go outside of Derrick King. Uh, my pick is, is outside of the NHL. It's Nate Lehman, uh, the head coach with uh, Providence University, also uh, in recent years was coaching the U.S. junior team. Um, you know, I, I, he's had a lot of success with, with young teams. Uh, both at Providence and at Union, um, you know he's he's won a national championship uh, as a head coach. He got Providence to to two uh, Frozen Four appearances. He won gold at the uh, 2021 World Juniors with the U.S. Um, I think if you're if you're looking for uh, a coach that could come in and and kind of build his you know build his own coaching uh, resume in the NHL as well as you know, set forth, you know, building the team, uh, you know, with, with, with the rebuild plans that the Blackhawks are going to go into. Um, he's a guy that has been at the forefront of, you know, controlling a lot of the young U.S. talent that has come up and that has really stormed the NHL over the last two seasons. And I think that that's something that, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that for a team that is going to then have some younger players coming through. You want to be able to have someone who can kind of speak to that, next generation new generation of players so um you know if the blackhawks want to go outside of Derrick king and go with a guy that has got a track record uh with 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 young players and and being able to build up programs he did he, he did that at union uh before they went on to win the national championship and he did it with providence 
um, and and con again, you know, winning the the gold medal at the World Juniors uh, in 2021 was was impressive. And you know, he had uh, he had uh, Landon Slagert on that team. That's a guy that's going to come up uh, through the the Blackhawks prospect system and probably get a, a good opportunity to to make it at, at the NHL level. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that that would be someone that I would be interested in seeing uh, not only build their own coaching career in the NHL, but be there to, you know, be there to build up with the Blackhawks as we uh, get into this rebuilding system. Well, those are three real solid candidates. And I, and I think I think we've been pretty clear about this. But in case we haven't, I, I don't think that we're, you know, necessarily married to Derek King being the guy, and it absolutely has to be that. It just sort of feels like a, eh, why not, kind of a thing. You know, when right. you look at where the Hawks are at and where they're going to be for the next season or two, uh, I think you can take a chance on a coach who's also developing. And, you know, I think people, when Derek King was in Rockford, looked at him as someone with an NHL future. Maybe it came a little sooner than expected. But much like hockey players, hockey coaches can evolve. And I, I do encourage you, if you've not listened to our interview with Derek King from last Wednesday to go back and give that a listen or give it a watch on YouTube because he did share a lot, you know, flat out owning mistakes and saying, yeah, you know, that was something I miscalculated. That's something I'm learning on the fly. To me, as a young player, hearing your coach point the thumb and not the finger, that goes a long way for me because he's acknowledging, look, I'm not perfect either, so I'm not expecting you to be perfect. You know, we can all sort of grow in this thing together. And I think that that's part of why, at least for me personally, why I've been sort of on the stump for, hey, I think Derek King is a really good fit for this roster and these kids. Uh, and now we got to see if Kyle Davidson agrees. So we're going to find out yeah. here in, short, in a short order. And I think heading into this summer, Kyle Davidson has a really full plate. Yeah, <laughs> He's got his first draft. Free agency. He's got to figure out what he's doing with, with Kane and Taves. So maybe this isn't the right summer to try and do a, a head coaching search on top of all that stuff. So maybe that's another reason you just say, hey, we got Derek King. Let's give him another year with his own staff and see what happens. Yeah, yeah and I, I wonder I, how I much – sorry, sorry, Mario. I wonder how much like leeway he's going to be given in a coaching staff because, you know, does, does, does Jimmy Waite just come – plugged in like is that you know what i mean like is that just are all these guys who have been around the hawks forever are you just expected to adopt those coaches as part of the crew or are you allowed and are they going to allow you know uh Derek king to bring in an all new like a staff that he wants top to bottom are they going to give him that sort of leeway and maybe if they're not that's something they're looking at as well this is a benefit because now we don't have to you know what I mean? Like we're allowed to sort of cherry pick our coaching staff if we want to. I don't know. It's interesting. Know, but if you're gonna bring in, if you're gonna bring in another guy, wouldn't that guy want to bring in his own coaches too? You'd I think mean, so, but there's so many Hawks coaches that have survived multiple regimes. You know, well, maybe maybe there's a, maybe that they need to stop doing that. <laughs> you, know, you know, I get goalie coaches staying with the team, as as Derek King has always said. I think a lot of head coaches will agree that like I don't like talking to our goalies. I wish I didn't have to have a goalie on our team. So keeping a goalie coach that's worked with your, your guys for a number of years, that makes perfect sense. But why do you need to keep all these other assistants around? If they're here and your team has been constantly crappy for the last few years, maybe it's time to just get a whole new staff. Yeah, I think if you're bringing in a new coach, then you've got to give them the leeway to bring in their own staff. I think if you're if you're looking to 
control a little bit more of the coaching staff decisions, then I think you bring back a guy like Derek King and you say, all right, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to run it back with you for another year. Jimmy Waite's still here. Mark Crawford. I mean, maybe he, maybe he makes his own decision if he wants to leave or not. Um, but you know, you, you would think like, oh, okay, like if we're you're just going to kind of run this back with a, the same coaching staff and give them some, some time to kind of figure things out. I mean, then you then you do that for a year. But if you bring in someone new, it's I think you have to allow them to say, okay, we're bringing you in here because we we are invested in your vision. So what what coaches fit your vision? I think that if if they're going to go that way, it has to be, I think, a complete turnover. I don't think you can just pick and plug and say, okay, new coach, and you also get Mark Crawford, and you also get Jimmy Waite and Rob Cookson, and you, and, and it, it just feels like it would just be more of the same, and you're not really empowering them to kind of do their, take kind of take over their own thing. So, I mean, it, it, and yeah, I think opening and opening up this offseason to another thing to worry about, you know, going through a coaching, a, a coaching search, um, as you're also going into a very important draft and a very important free agency period and you're going in with you know you're going in with a, a brand new general manager I think it's kind of the simple you know we were talking about making simple plays and simple decisions the, the simple decision seems like keeping Derek King for at least one more year takes one thing off of your plate and and kind of gives Kyle Davidson not this huge chaotic whirlwind of an offseason to to deal with um, along with you know having to worry about Taze and Kane as well, so it's just it's just one less thing to have to throw at this this new regime in the first year of their rebuild. By the way, one thing I, I just remembered this as you were speaking, Mario. One thing that that Derek mentioned to us as well was the players being distracted by the GM search, right? Like not knowing if Kyle Davidson was going to be the guy or not. Yeah. You have to imagine that that is the same sort of a situation with Derek King. Like they don't know, is this our coach for long-term or not? And as soon as he gets that job or doesn't get that job, they're going to get that answer. But I think if they were to say, we're taking the interim tag off of Derek King right now, this is a coach for the next year, at least. So deal with it one way or another, at least the players know. <laughs> and I think that builds in a little bit of, I don't know if credibility is the right word for King, but I think it's, it's okay. Well, this is the guy. So now let's really, let's really invest in his message and invest in what he's saying, because for better or worse, he's here and we need to sort of uh, deal with that, like it or not. I think I I'm a little bit surprised that it has not been made official yet. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why last night I was sort of saying like, wow, I'm, I'm not as confident about it as I was a week ago. Right. I thought they were just kind of waiting yeah. for a win to take the interim tag off and they haven't done it yet. Um, so that's kind of why I'm like starting to have my first little bit of doubts that he'll be back. But um, I think as soon as that happens, it just lets everybody, okay, we know the GM, we know the coach, now what? And you can kind of move on a little bit mentally there. Yeah, and I, I, you know, to that point, I wonder if maybe, it's, maybe he's not going to be back. And maybe that is part of the reason why we've seen some of these games where the players just kind of look checked out because – you know, it's it, it's kind of like they're getting to the end of the school year, and you know, it's they're they're hanging out with the substitute, and they don't really have an they don't really have any incentive to, you know, finish strong to impress this you know to impress this coach, because maybe they maybe they already know he's not going to be around, 
And, and I think if, if they were, if the Blackhawks were definitive in, oh yeah, we're going to bring back Derek King, they probably should have already made that decision, wins, losses, whatever, because you also don't want to invite that uh, mentality of like kind of packing it in for the season because, hey, the, this, this coach isn't going to be around. Um, things are, things are going to change going into the offseason, so why, why are we going to you know, bust our ass for him at the end of this basically lost season? Um, so I, I, I wonder if, you know, if that's part of the, uh, part of the <coughs> equation or not. But um, if you're enjoying CHGO, if you're enjoying the uh, CHGO Blackhawks podcast, uh, you've heard us talk about Athletic Greens before, and uh, they have come out with this new product, this AG1 uh, powder that you mix in with uh, a cup of water, and it gives you 75 uh, high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I had a glass of it this morning, and I am feeling... Uh, a lot better. I've, I, I got kind of got out of the uh, out of the rotation with my athletic greens and, and, and taking AG one, but uh, I got back into it in the last few days. Got back, uh, I got a glass of it this morning. Um, I try and get it. I try and take it before I, I take anything else, whether it's breakfast or coffee or anything like that, because I kind of just want that first kick to be like, okay. If I'm going to eat this donut and have this cup of coffee, at least I had my AG1 <laughs> to start off the day. But uh, it's, you know, it, it, it allows me to feel like I'm being somewhat healthy. Um, it's designed to improve your gut health, uh, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. And it's good for different diets, whether it's gluten-free or keto, paleo, uh, vegan, dairy-free, whatever it is. Uh, with AG1, you're good to go. And like I said, it's just one scoop in a glass of water. It's really easy to incorporate into your everyday life, no matter how busy you are. Uh, it's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. Uh, that's all it is. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgoblackhawks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash chgoblackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Sounds good. I, uh, my wife is taking it every day, and she said her gut health feels better than ever. So it's stuff's working for man. It's really good. Yeah. Also, my Strava coffee arrived this morning. Excellent first cup. Love nice. it. Feeling loosey, feeling goosey. It's fantastic. Um, one more thing I want to say about the Derek King thing. You know, as we wait for the interim tag to be removed or him being sent back to Rockford with Lucas Reichel, um, <laughs> it's. I wonder if if the test for Derek King was will this team compete till the end. Maybe that was what Kyle Davidson wanted to see. Does this team respect him? Does this team listen to him? Does this team play hard for him? And I think if if that was the question that Kyle Davidson was asking, I think the answer to that is no. And I think it maybe he does maybe he thought he was going to hire Derek King and now maybe that he's seen the response the team has had uh, since the trade deadline basically since that Buffalo collapse, maybe he's reconsidered and is thinking, well, you know what? Maybe he's not the guy for this job. He's got a couple games to prove, you know, to to finish strong, and and hopefully the Hawks do that and take some pride and play hard and 
and finish the season on a strong note, even if they're not wins or just better performances. But so far, if that was the assignment, if that's what Kyle Davidson was using to evaluate Derek King's future, you have to kind of say that he's failed in that regard. Yeah, I, I think it's been a little better the last handful of games. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about on our post-game shows that, you know, you can't fault the effort necessarily against the Flames last night. It wasn't a full 60 minutes, but you can't really fault the effort. You know, that Sharks game, sure, they blew a lead, but, you know, the effort level has been better the last three or four games. We're just seeing that this is just not a very good uh, talent pool they're working with right now so um you know i think the effort's been better the last handful of games but overall no it's not been fantastic you'd you'd hope for a little more but we'll we'll see there have been there have been small victories for Derek king this season as as coach and and kind of seeing some of the development, I think, you know, Lucas Reichel, uh, we, we touched on this last night, Lucas Reichel has, has had games that, where he looked very much like an NHL player, which is, is good to see. Um, Alec Regula got his first goal last night. He's been playing very well these last handful of games that he's been in. And Alex Vlasic has been given an opportunity to kind of grow into uh, a little bit of a, of a higher caliber NHL uh, prospect. And we've, we've seen him rewarded for that in the last few games. So I, I think th- those are good things to see. Um, you know, a, a player like Sam Lafferty has been given opportunities that he wasn't given before. Um, and, he, and he's a player that I, I think has really, <clears throat> at least to me, endeared himself to, uh, you know, playing a, playing a game that, that the Blackhawks need to play, where it's, you know, hard work, effort, energy, um, not taking a shift off. Like, those are things that, that you want to see from some of the players and hope that it could translate to the rest of the team. Um, but again, if, 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 if it's not being, if the message is not being received by the whole group from the head coach, then it's, um, it's, it's problematic. Well, speaking of some of these young players that we've been watching develop, Mario, you put out on uh, allchgo.com a nice little prospects notebook today that uh, gives us an update on some of these young players we're gonna be keeping an eye on over the next couple of seasons. And actually, it's was taken out from behind the paywall so you can get a good yeah. look at the content that uh, we're providing for you there and while you're there reading mario's prospect notebook if you love what you're getting on the podcasts across the board become a member of chgo and you guys will get access to all the written content not only blackhawks but all of our teams bears bulls cubs socks we've got it all covered the sky Great content there. You'll get access to that when you become a member. Also, you're going to get a free T-shirt of your choice. Hopefully, you pick that really cool Blackhawks shirt. But if not, we won't be that offended. As long as you're becoming a member, we'll, I will. we'll let it slide. But but there's <laughs> – quiet, Jay. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot of great shirts. There's some CHGO script shirts. There's bears. Everything we got covered, you you will you can pick out a shirt of your liking that probably sends some extra cool goodies, some little stickers with you. And you get access to our Discord members only, not the jacket, but a members only Discord server where you can join in and talk to us. I know, Jay, you're going to be doing uh, an Ask Me Anything uh, yeah. during first intermission tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night's game. So if you're up late watching the Hawks, you could talk to Jay in the first intermission. But you got to be a member to get access to that. We're working on some fun things oh, yeah. to uh, to include our members, uh, hopefully before the end of the season and definitely during the Stanley Cup playoffs and into the offseason. So 
Um, we're still working on some fun things coming up, so become a member. Basically, go to allchgo.com, sign up for your membership. You won't regret it. Lots of cool perks, and we will uh, love you to the end of time for the support. Um, Mario sent us during in the chat here uh, during the show uh, some Mark andre Fleury news from his agent, Alan Walsh. I couldn't see this because Alan blocked me. <laughs> um, back when the Hawks chose Marion Hosa over Martin Havlett, I'm like, well, yeah, Hosa's 10 times as player he is, and I got blocked. Um, but here's the oh, news, wow. uh, some Mark andre Fleury <laughs> news. Uh, quote, I would like to play at least another season. I decided that recently I still love to play. I still have fun. My body is still holding up most of the time. Haha, <laughs>, laughs. So, yes, another season, and then we'll see after that. So, Mark andre Fleury looking for another year in the NHL. And obviously, look, the guy can still play at a high level. We we were lucky enough to see him uh, keep the Hawks in a lot of games they had no business being in for a large chunk of the season. So as free agency approaches, maybe he liked it enough here to come and finish his career in Chicago. <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder how recently <laughs> he realized right. he still likes right, to play. Maybe in the last month he's realized, hey, I think that's he, not I think so bad. March, tw- March 22nd, he was like, hey, I like hockey again. This is fun. Let's well, do this, this is cool. More. Yeah, we should do this more often. Yeah. I wonder, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, speaking of former Blackhawk goalies, if you saw Pete DeBoer's comments last night where he kind of threw Robin Leonard under the bus after their loss to the uh, New Jersey Devils. So, uh, boy, you hate to see that. They certainly look like they picked the wrong, uh, they backed the wrong cart there uh, when they're coming to their goalies. But, you know, uh, Leonard was DeBoer's guy, so they gave us flurry for nothing, and we turned him into the very least a second-round pick. And now... Uh, Robert Leonard can't beat the New Jersey Devils on home ice when you need to win a game to get to the playoffs. So um, uh, I'm enjoying that. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. I, I, I'm liking what's happening in Vegas. I enjoyed Leonard here, but I think we're, we're starting to see from him that he's got a, a very short shelf life in, in, in places. He doesn't stick anywhere long. Um, yeah, there's reasons for that. There's yeah, of a course. multitude of reasons for that. Yeah, uh, we can probably... probably uh, dedicate an entire episode to and then he can call us out on twitter for doing that <laughs> yeah no doubt um you know, it's crazy i was yeah. i was looking at the the standings last night after seeing that vegas had lost and the canucks are still like they're still there Somehow. they're still like alive and 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 kicking for the the, the postseason and i could have swore you know I'm, i don't pay attention too much to uh, you know, teams that I, I figure are out of the playoffs unless it's the Blackhawks. But I, I basically had had written off the Canucks, and I was just like, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, the, the the Pacific's pretty much just the top three, and you know, Vegas is hanging around. And I was just like, oh geez, like the Canucks are still around. It's uh, it's it's pretty wild. So the, the as as much as the Eastern Conference playoff picture has already been set, the Western Conference is it's very interesting going down the stretch. And yeah, seeing Vegas kind of tumble out of the the, the playoff pitcher down the stretch, it's just like, ooh, kind of kind of enjoying that a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's tasty, that's for sure. Yeah. I also don't have the hatred in my heart anymore for Vancouver. I don't know if you guys are with me. It was no. more about the players than the than the uniform because mm-hmm. uh, I was... love Vancouver when Pavel Bure was there and McGillney and Trevor <laughs> Linden. I love those teams, and then I hated them in the 2010s for obvious reasons, yeah. and now I'm like, all right. Yeah, it's just another team. I don't really have hard feelings yeah. for them anymore. They're kind of, they're kind of harmless right now. You know, they're not hurting anybody. So, no, except yeah. except their fan base. That's about it. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't I don't have the hatred for the Canucks 
like there was that three or four year period where yeah but since those days now that the Sedins are gone and Burroughs is gone and coaching which still blows my mind and uh, you know BX is wearing his fancy suits on TV I don't have the hatred for them anymore yeah it was it was definitely it, it was such a short run of like you know quote unquote rivalry like it wasn't deep seated like Detroit or anything like that. It was it was just circum it was it was timing and circumstantial, and it really was tied to the players. It was Sedin, it was the the, the Sedins, uh, it was Burroughs, Bieksa's, Kessler's, all these guys that you're just like, ugh, I hate these guys. But it was just that they were all on the Canucks at the same time, and yeah, now the Canucks is just kind of like ah, it's cool. Like Elias Pettersson, he's really good, and JT Miller's really good, and Brock Besser is pretty good. It's just you know some of these guys that you can kind of you know, tap into and you're like, oh yeah, I can respect that team. Quinn Hughes is another one too. It's just like, you know, these are, these are some, some good players. Yeah. It's not about the laundry, right? It's about the, the D bags that wear it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's the way you got to look at it. Yeah. Except Detroit, screw them forever. <laughs> and the blues. And the, well, yeah, that's a given. That's just a well, given. Yeah. If we could, if we could maybe steal Detroit's rebuild blueprints, I, I, I wouldn't mind that. And but. steal Dylan Larkin. Yeah. And Steve Eiserman. <laughs> That would be good. Yes. Yeah, and Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond. Yeah, let's steal a whole bunch of stuff from yeah, Detroit. Yeah, that's fine. That'll work. They need Patrick Kane to fix the rebuild. Yeah, that's, that's what that's they need. Detroit needs. Hey, if you they enjoy need that CH- Jonathan leadership. Yeah, that too. It's a package deal. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the Points Bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now in your underwear and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Fellas, a uh, little last bit of news here before we wrap up. We talked about it on uh, Monday night's podcast, but Lucas Reichel uh, headed back to Rockford. I heard Derek King post game just kind of pointing out what was pretty obvious. He, he just needs to get bigger and stronger. That's You can see that he is... Uh, outsized and and is is sort of I don't know that's expected that's why you don't rush your prospects right um, so headed back down to Rockford to help them with their playoff push they've got some injuries and after sleeping on it I'm a little bit less annoyed about it than I was last night so I just wanted to throw that out there and say that my head is a little more clear and I and I get where they're going especially with the injuries in the playoff push but um, still not totally convinced they should burn that year but I don't know. The, the reason they're giving is logical enough, so I guess I'll go with it. Yeah, too late now. I mean, nothing we can do. So right. uh, it is what it is, and hopefully, you know, as I said last night, in hopefully in three or four years, he's he's a top six uh, impact player and locked up, and it really doesn't matter. Yeah, that would be yeah, ex- and and it'll be it'll be good for the Ice Hogs to get him back into the fold and. Yeah, with injuries, it you know it, it makes it a little bit more necessary. But it also, you'd think that'll be that that he's a player that'll come back into the lineup, and then they can kind of solidify, you know, their 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 spot in the playoffs. Um, they play tonight against the Wolves, a team that they might end up meeting in the postseason anyway. 
Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, how that all shakes out in the last uh, few games of the AHL season. They, it, it, without it being official, like there's almost no way possible that they could miss the playoffs at this point, given where they're at currently in the Central Division. But obviously, you still want to play until it's uh, until it's official. Official. Um, but yeah, it'll be good to see Reichel get back to the AHL level. Hopefully, he can take some lessons that he learned. Uh, in, in the last couple of games from the uh, from the Blackhawks down to uh, Rockford and lead the team into the postseason. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing Rockford throughout the playoffs. Like like Greg has said a few times, we're going to keep uh, keep following the team as they're in it, right? Um, so I'm trying to see. Our, is this game on TV tonight? The Wolves game? It should be. Uh, right? It should if be on Channel 50 locally. Yes. It'll be if on, it's, yeah. The CW or MeTV or whatever that is. Today is, yes, Channel 50, uh, puck drop at 7 p.m. So if you're looking for something to watch tonight, Rockford versus Chicago, uh, Channel 50, uh, 7 p.m. So I'll be watching that. I know Greg and Mario will as well. So with that, we're going to wrap things up. We'll talk to you tomorrow night late, 9 p.m. puck drop, then a 9.30 p.m. puck drop on, on Thursday. Remember to join me in the Discord during the first intermission. If you want access to that, you've got to become a member of chgo go to allchgo.com for information you get access to all of our premium written content dope merch for all the teams a free shirt when you become a member and of course access to that members only discord and a reminder as always we're presented by points bet use promo code chgo when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars for greg and mario i'm jay we'll talk to you late night chgo blackhawks after dark We'll talk to you Wednesday and Thursday night. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.